Hello and welcome to Campaign Comrades, your favorite leftist gaming podcast. I am your host, Ben, and we've got the whole squad here. Mike, Matt, Andrew, how are you boys doing? Good. We got a little late night pod going. I got my snacks nearby to keep me up. You know, let's, my, let's, my yeah, candies, we got, my DC. We, a little DC action, <laughs> you know, a little ca- mm-hmm. caffeine to keep you boosted. Let's let's give oh, yeah. a podcast happy birthday to to Andrew. Say the, the reason why we're podcasting outside of our normal schedule is so he can go for his birthday trip but uh happy birthday thank you happy birthday thank you sir i will not be singing that is that is my gift to you because i will not sing to you on the podcast i'll go find find the worst rendition possible and stitch it in here see it is it is uh it is free use you know it is public domain so it's also saint patrick's day which is uh according to my family mainly my father an italian holiday do they claim that uh saint patrick i mean i know he's not he himself was not irish but uh that he is my father likes to say no he was because he was like part of the romans in england but you know that's italian to to the you know the, the new haven italians so he was italian he saved the irish you know the irish owe the italians a blood debt you know, uh, no more, no more snakes. Not, not how it worked out in the uh, the gutters of America. <laughs> it was because the Irish became the cops because they were whiter. For real. That's well, they for got they got pod. there first too. That was the other. Same time. Little earlier. Uh, but we are we are gathered here today to recap after last week's finale the latest collection of. Pedro Pascal's uh what did what did you say Matt is like he's he's going around collecting orphan collecting sad orphans yeah like Pokemon like Pokemon yeah this is the yeah he is his his next role as you know brooding daddy figure um I can't wait for him to play Jack in the Jack and Daxter rendition (laughs) (laughs) stay tuned I mean the man's getting all the roles yeah no, he he is he is definitely seeing uh he's he's getting his turn in, in Holly Weird. Him being the role of the Bioshock adaptation. He, he'll he's what who would he be in Bioshock? Would he be the Andrew the, Ryan? The, the Andrew Ryan? <laughs> would he be a big daddy? Would he be uh so would he be the big daddy in it, it would be a rendition 2? of Bioshock two, yeah, and he would be yeah. the big daddy. Uh see, you guys haven't played three yet, right? No, I haven't played, never played any Infinite. of them. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm I'm saying he's he's Booker Dewitt in in uh, Bioshock Three, who uh, literally protects a a young a young girl. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that is right. She because she is like that game's version almost of like a little sister, right? Yes. At least the animation looks very similar. Hundred uh, percent. All right. So that that's fitting. That's fitting. But be on the lookout when those adaptations eventually make their way down the pipe and and they come in and and we cover them here on the podcast but today we are doing last of us we are essentially a week out from from the finale it was so it's interesting i was like keeping up with it week by week i was entertained i thought it was i was enjoying it it was you know it became a, a weekly ritual sunday nights i would watch it you know basically as it aired i mean i don't have cables or, or even you know the live version of hbo so just watching it on the app when it drops but uh then i just became so uh 
so Elden pilled that like my, <laughs> my my Sunday nights were were your routine got fucked up. Yeah, they were taking over. Um, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'll 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 turn this off and watch you, last. You, of you us. did a full it's, dosage it's, of Elden Ring in a very short period of time. It's twelve thirty. I beat it in twelve days. Yes. Yeah, and I didn't rush, and like I sorry. did not rush. I averaged like six hours. A day. And you did, you did a fair amount of exploration too. You didn't do the the everything. Uh, I must combat every chariot tomb, and I must uh, no, explore I the seventeen thousandth cave. No, I I I, I naturally explored. I, I explored yeah. the things that I came across, but that's a that's for another episode. Um, but yeah, so it got completely <laughs> thrown off. I, I had to I had to mainline these last these last few episodes the last couple of days to make sure i was i was ready and prepared for the content that we are going to give the piggies tonight um but before we jump into the show i want to i want to talk about the the group's experience with the game series last of us that you know maybe we'll cover in itself as you know a game focused episode if we do, it probably won't be for a while because, you know, we'll need to give some some breathing room between this episode and that one. But I want to I want to go around the horn and get everybody's um, get everybody's experience. So, Andrew, let's start with you. I mean, I, I personally. I started very high on the show. I, I found the talking first about the game. We're talking about the games. We're talking about the games first. Talking about the games first. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I. I I messed up my order. Uh, my brain is scrambled. I'm leaving that in, by the way. Way too much. That's yeah, fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, so yeah, no, the games. I so I played Last of Us on my PS3 when they released the uh, like PlayStation. Uh, what is it? Their like top. Their like game of the whatever game of the year releases they do. I mean, that's um, still in its original PlayStation fi- hits. That's still in its original cycle, though. You know, that's 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 original Last of Us was that was in its PS3. Oh yes, sorry, I misspoke. I played on the PS4 with their release on that. Got it. I misspoke. So did you play the? Did you play the you first the remastered a lot here. version? Yes, you I guess the I did. PS4 remaster. Yeah, <laughs> so I played the first remaster, um, and uh, up until. I don't know, probably for several years, it was my favorite game I had ever played. I, I thought it had everything that I really enjoy about the Naughty Dog games mm. while also being scary and having like just a really strong story. It Playing the game, and, and this is something that I didn't feel as much in the show, but we can talk about that when we get there. But playing the game, by the end of it, I felt deeply attached to both Ellie and uh, Joel. And, yeah, um, why am I blanking? And, and then you played the second game, um, and you know, I <laughs> you became I, gamer. I player. have a, I have played some of the second game. Um, I've played. I've probably put in like five hours. But I do plan on going back to it. But yeah, I, I really liked this game. I thought as a fan of Uncharted, it had a lot of the fun gameplay that I enjoyed from that while having it in my mind, a little bit better story, um, more developed characters. And ultimately, I really love how the game ends. I, I thought it was a, a masterful ending um, about, you know, kind of, 
what's important to who and why. And that, that gray area of did Joel do what was right or not, not is I think what left me feeling so good about it as a game overall. That's right, folks. Yeah, we're wading into the, and everybody else uh, on the internet, you know, who didn't play the games, <laughs> wading into this debate 10 years later. You know? <laughs> and I've seen so many pieces, you know, it's like, this shit is tame now, you know, compared to the the cursed discourse from Last of Us 2. So, for real, uh, you know, I'm ready for anything now. I think the primary thing to remember is it's a story about, uh, like two two people and their relationship with each other and how it goes on, on this journey. It's not a sa- savior story about ending the apocalypse. No, no, it's a like it, it's not the typical like we're going to save humanity story. It's not about that. No, I totally it, agree. It's, it's a relationship. Really, it, it's not about plot. It's about character, right? And that yeah. I yeah. think is obviously why that that's a trend that we we've seen in narratives both you know, in across media that I think is, uh, I don't know, I, I would maybe have to dive into it a little bit more to see, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I know it, uh, I think it's a newer um, mode of storytelling that if I'm going to be honest, if I'm going to get put my tinfoil hat on, it's like the, it's a product of like the kind of like the CIA funded Iowa writers uh was iowa writers workshop thing it's the the personal story the getting away from uh more kind of uh uh social socially uh interrogating uh you know the let's say interrogations of social realities through you know examinations of larger plots it's all about the focus on the individual the it's so it's a hyper individualistic kind of uh, mode of narrative I, I being learning that stuff about again that the iowa writers caucus was funded by partially funded by the cia look it up folks um you know like you know like i have those kind of negative feelings about that kind of narrative but at the same time you can't deny that it is um it draws you in right you know we as human beings relate to other these are fictional humans but we relate to people you know not you, you know not plot in that way right and, and, and i think relating to the human experience i think is what makes last year so good and to your point ben and i don't want to jump in too much before we get to the show but just so that you know we remember and circle back yeah i i think that that form of storytelling seems to me at least always to fall um fall apart towards the end and like the the last few episodes seem to like fall off because you run out of you know development that you could do in that time um but something to circle back on yeah we were talking about our experience with the game so we should probably try to so yeah who's, who's at least next finish on that, that segment before we completely diverge into who's yeah who's next on that one i'll, I'll take it next uh my experience with the games uh started after watching the show with the ps5 remake and i am having a very good time with it only about 10 hours in so uh but (laughs) cat just knocked uh, cat just knocked matt's camera over yep uh but keep going continue continue no worries um yeah but i've been playing the ps5 remake i'm about 10 hours in i'm loving it so far um haven't really had as much of the like terrifying moments that i was expecting 
but in in general uh i've enjoyed my experience and uh, anticipate finishing has has watching however many episodes you did before starting the game did that have any negative impact on those because the game you know hits you right out the gate right you know like you yes. know but like for, i mean for anybody who's been remotely tangentially plugged into video games over the past decade you know the the opener of last of us you know has been spoiled for pretty much everybody it's not like that was a surprise but uh did that did it have any impact on on you starting the game uh i mean other than the fact that i knew story beats and where i was going i was more looking for uh the 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 actual points of difference and notes like that because i was looking for where the there was that slight uh, difference in what was shown and what was actually done. Uh, I mean, it was kind of, kind of gives the feel of like watching a YouTube playthrough while you're playing the game or like before you play the game where you like kind of know what's happening before it happens. Other than the fact that I'm not never prepared for 50 stalkers continuously uh, appearing <laughs> from behind columns that that is an enemy type that they do not introduce in the in the show good uh, yeah it's uh yeah those are those are no fun because they, they don't show up on your your listen mode thing yep there's such a They're funny little everywhere. divergence as well just the fact that like in the game you have we, we your, should we should see li- listen listen mode but then in the show joel is deaf. Here. it's like it's like half <laughs> yeah yeah uh, <laughs> So it's yeah, like that's where, where's, where's our accuracy? Where's his uh, Witcher sense? Yeah, yeah, that's 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 their excuse to not have to adapt that. It's like, oh no, we'll make him partially deaf. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, Mike, how about how about you? My uh, experience with the game is limited to watching my roommate in college, John, play, you know, bits and pieces of it when he ran out and got the PS4 the day it dropped from a GameStop in the Bronx. <laughs> and we carried it down uh, a road just you know open carrying a, a ps4 this was after he got an xbox and then returned it because he decided he wanted the ps4 instead <laughs> a true man of Good culture base, base. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a true man yeah. of culture um so i get well, well this is going to be good uh, i'm glad that we actually have a we have a viewpoint of just approaching this pretty much as a dumb television guy. show um you know not not looking at it so much for the adaptation qualities does it stand and hold up on its own on its own on its own as, merits? as hbo prestige tv right, exactly so i think that's that's totally valuable so but my question here to you though is do you think you're going to buy it and play it when the pc port launches in a few weeks not immediately but definitely something on my list you know um it probably was you know was already prior to going in you know watching the show but that definitely piqued my interest even more all right so i will i will wrap up this this section so i had obviously been aware of the the series particularly i i mean i i wasn't really tied in when all the drama from from part two came around but i, remember, I don't even know what that is i remember when it happened there's there's a multi there's a, there's two main there's, things 
that yeah. people are upset there's about. Spoiler one. one there's the- spoiler one, and the other one is not a spoiler. It's just like they don't like that Ellie's gay. They don't like the gay representation. You know, it's the game. They said it was woke, not which exposed them for not having played the DLC of the first one. Right, right, right. Uh, I mean, it's also yeah, heavily applied even in the regular yes. game. Yes, um, yeah. but like in, in the, the DLC, game, it even... is handed to you on a silver platter. Yeah, th- uh, just as the episode in the in the show is. Yeah, that yeah. she she uh, is romantically involved with Riley, her best friend. Um, so it's uh, th- there were two main controversies there. Um, we won't. Get the combination of the two led to uh, an an anger swarming of incels it was an incel tornado almost yeah i mean the 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 other one the non the non-homophobic one was people were like oh it was they came they gave an argument that was like oh false advertising i think even somebody tried to file file a false advertising yes. lawsuit um is like that there was a big twist that that was obviously uh that the marketing seemed to you know suggest otherwise and then the the twist happens fairly early on and they're like what the fuck is this game that i then spent you know at the at that time full price sixty dollars on um so there was that angle as well but uh, there's also a bullshit argument so both stupid yeah 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 uh so my favorite conspiracy which you did not or not conspiracy but controversy that you didn't mention and that i recently came aware of is that uh People believe that there's two factions in the second game that represent the Palestinians and the Israelis. Well, I mean, Neil Druckmann is nice. Israeli and yes. you know Israeli born, and like, yeah, people did read into that a little bit, and there is the whole factions element of it, and you know, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, but I'm, I have no idea how much merit that has. I haven't played enough of that I game to really see. Yeah, that I don't part think so. I don't remember i don't remember exactly i do remember reading something about that but also i feel like neil Druckmann ha- is like some is fairly critical of israel he's Again, so so much as a hollywood adjacent yeah. liberal can be yeah but i feel like he he's relatively you know pro-palestinian he's, yeah while still believing like he's not a he's not a zionist but like he's definitely not fully pro-palestinian uh, so yeah, that that that's a whole nother can of worms. Uh, but I do Stay actually tuned recall, for our episode. I do recall remember remembering reading something about that, but I, I it had slipped my mind. Um, but so I was you know always aware of it, but you know I had never played because um, I probably wasn't aware of the first one, and then was aware when the second one came out, and I was like, oh, I don't want to play an old game, you know, an old game at that point uh, to catch up on the first one. So kind of ignored it. But then, you know, with the show being imminent, also the fact that I don't like most survival horror type stuff. I, after after having played part one, I kind of push back that it there isn't, it's not really that horror survival. It yeah, like dips no, it's its, it's dips its toes in. Yeah. But it's like, there's really a couple not. spots. Same thing with the show. <clears throat> yeah the it, horror it, part i mean i have some some critiques about that me when too it comes to the show but uh so like knowing that the show was imminent and that we were probably going to cover it in some way um and you know seeing all the news about the, the actually it, it came back to when they announced the, the remake it was like 
people, you know, there's the another controversy, you know, people are like, is this a cash grab, you know, $70 for a game that has been released twice already, you know, this is Naughty Dog Skyrim, you know, basically, mm-hmm. at this point, you know, it's like, is it worth it? And I'm like, to me, who had never played the game, who has my my PS5, it's like, this is perfect. This is perfect for me. I'll pay the extra $10, you know, to play this improved it's experience. Beautiful. And it's gorgeous. It's, it was probably one. Of, it's probably one of the prettiest games that 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 has come out for the PS5. Um, you know, maybe Horizon Forbidden West kind of takes that cake um, in terms of visually stunning. And like they're they're supposedly using the exact same engine to do uh, like a uh, the second game, like PS5 version. That's been rumored, right? There's no there's no yeah. confirmation there. That's why I've been also holding off on doing anything with part two is that i is i feel like that they have to be updating part two as well um so like i think i'll i'll wait for that unless unless the season the second season of the show comes out you know before that that drops i assume they filmed uh simultaneously or i don't know about that um i don't think so it's not that type of show i don't think they did yeah Particularly since there's supposed to be a time jump, a significant time jump, I don't think that there would they would do that. Um, yeah, I think I think I saw something actually that said that they were like starting official writing. Just sure. right, so that that's good for me. I just um, assumed because it was only nine episodes that they would just try to. It was my uh, this was, but so Last of Us Part One, the PS5 remake, was my last game that I got in just under the wire. For playing playing in 2022. I finished at like I finished the DLC at like eleven forty-five on New Year's Eve. Uh folks, can you tell that I'm single? Sneaking it in. <laughs> uh it's like that what I what I what I how I spent my New Year's was not with loved ones or a significant other, but with with the the uh with the Joel rem- and Ellie. Yeah, the remake of Do Last you not love Carol. Joel and Ellie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are they not so, family? So the, do you not uh, want to protect? And I, I love the game. I thought it was really fun. Like um, I, I thought it was, you know, the story was, was uh, immaculately paced. And that, be, and that comes down to what will be my main criticism of the show was its pacing. And mm-hmm. as the last one about dealing with our experience with the games, we can now move into <clears throat> the show proper. And rather than recapping every episode what i want to do is go around the horn again and get everybody's favorite and least favorite episodes from the season do we have any volunteers anybody want to jump i'll I'll, I'll I'll volunteer and i think to an extent this is an indictment of the rest of the episodes but the third episode just i thought was fantastic was just a great love story um, it was well done. The acting's great, and it had both me and my partner just crying on the couch by the end of it. And there's not much TV that will do that to me, so I think I got to pick that as my favorite. So some and some excellent casting for that one as well. Excellent you know, casting. Just um, oh, though I did think meal. that Frank was Will Forte for <laughs> he does good, look like, a little like Will Forte. It's like playing playing a more serious character from Last Man on Earth. <laughs> yeah exactly love that show uh but no that's yeah, that was a great show that actor was the the White i know lotus. him from yeah the concierge from the first season of mm. White lotus who was really he was really good in that yeah um 
but uh yeah he was good in that just the 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 casting from uh for for that episode was just you know inspired and I, th- I-, I think some of my favorite portions of that episode were joel and uh bill playing off each other like yeah, some of their interactions i thought see, were like i mean they two were two borderline paranoid schizophrenics arguing yeah, with each other yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. which is nick nick offerman just did a fantastic job and the it's like they they so the the structure of the episode is obviously the the biggest departure right you know and people were complaining yes. they were complaining mostly it was happy to see that people weren't complaining about it just being a queer love story but about it being, you know, it's like that. Oh, that we never get to see uh, the interaction between pretext. between uh, Ellie and Bill because there's yes. some significant antagonism there. Yes, that's that's just a really fun part of the pretext game. for the gay stuff. Sure, but it's it it, it is an it is a fun part of the game. But like at the same time, I understand I, I understand why they did it, and I like that they kind of slowed things down and were able to tell. It, it 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 as an episode is one of the exemplars of or of of where the show reached its height in terms of it being a successful television show they they did not shy away from you know it's usually what you get with your 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 most of your streaming television schlock is it's just a 13 or in this case 9 hour movie where these are largely Self-contained, self-contained episodes stories being and and really in this case this is the the biggest exemplar a singular story told in that you know hour or 50 minutes yes. or whatever and and, and that's the, where i think the overarching the, thing behind the story of each episode is just the journey that they're on well, and see i think that one like of the places one of the places that um you know uh, character development as the the driver of the plot works is when it's more episodic like that i think when you try to you know even in a nine hour movie like that's not enough time to show enough care like there's a uh diminishing returns you know almost at a certain point um but then you there's some big time jumps too which like help with character development you can have your character yes change more per episode or but even if you're doing it inside that singular episode and there's time jumps which there were in this episode like it's that's a way to show character development without having to show it on screen i think a lot of especially some of the later character development of joel and ellie especially you know and obviously it it's like too forced by the end because like you're coming up to a point you're running out of time you haven't developed the characters enough because you couldn't develop them enough you didn't have enough time to develop to that point yeah Yeah, exactly you never could unless you had like a whole life they're they're making the impossible challenge of uh, stitching like parts of the dlc into the regular game i'm but i'm looking at this as a stupid yes. you know uh, yes. non-gamer viewer i'm, I'm not defending just, it in that way i'm saying that they have the challenge of being able to take all of the stuff that's shown in the game and the dlc which are separately done and stitching it together into just one episode where they can't dedicate so much of uh, the time to either one yeah you know? and, and just even total time in general like we're talking about uh what like a 20 hour game this is that this is one of the longer episodes too at uh, yeah. an hour yeah, it's and like 15. hour 20 yeah. yeah i think it was the longest 
but yeah, but they, I think that that by half. You know that that's like a you know we we've said it before an hour and a half long movies are the best time for a movie and you could have the right amount of character development that could drive the plot of a story keep a viewer engaged have the you know conflict and resolution all self-contained in that that story like they did in this episode in that time frame but like beyond that if you try to stretch it out anymore you know it, it eventually falls apart at, at the end you know uh we could skip to my least favorite episodes episode nine you know it sucked it, uh, yeah i think you i think the finale was was weak in the sense that it's it really suffered from again my my most significant critique of the show is its pacing it was i mean it was also only a 45 minute episode they could have gone longer yeah well know? and so much of like <clears throat> excuse me so much of the development of ellie's and joel's relationship was put on fast forward in there with some very cringy lines and cringy writing in order to show that that growth without you know time jumping or uh, or passing to to develop that growth it's just you know like almost like a deus ex machina of the relationship that i'm specifically talking about the cringiest line in this series when ellie has you know spoilered just murdered the fuck out of some creepy cult leader with a fucking uh, butcher knife and <clears throat> she goes out joel like grabs her finds her she like fights him um he eventually you know they embrace or whatever and he goes you're all right baby girl i, mean, I got from, you that, that's from the game though that is that is a significant i will i will i will maybe say you're you could be right in its delivery and in its presentation and all that but that is a that is supposed to be and is from the games a critical point of of character development for joel it's that's what he called his that's what he called sam his daughter and he hasn't sarah. He hasn't sarah sorry i knew it was an s so but one you, of the reasons you, that you, it was made like it increased the cringe for me was the daddy imagery of the cult leader beforehand and like you know that he uh sorry it was father <laughs> a father whatever you know that she needed a father and that she didn't or, or she didn't need a father at first and then once she gets too rambunctious and he you know eventually tries to rape her it was because she needed a father um and then you know to hear him do like you know uh daddy baby girl imagery right afterwards it was just like oh that was yeah that's a fair you know. that's a that's a fair criticism absolutely and, and to that, me not knowing that that is like important it was like a fast forward character development for me of like he goes from like you know it, it was his development of um you know like you you described like you know finally accepting her as like you know his daughter like you know thinking her of her in that same way i, I think it it's totally just, i think it's totally fair that like obviously say i know that those are supposed to be endpoints and i would not you know like that you know referring to his daughter that way and now referring to ellie is that way that that's that was always going to be there and that is a significant part into to show from going from the loss mm -hmm. of his daughter to the acceptance of ellie is is significant um and is crucial to understanding joel and his journey i just think okay. if it falls down in that and it I didn't even look at it in terms of that episode. It was in the full show. It's 
like you guys kept talking bringing up the the time jumps right and it's like that's something that happens in the game that yes. happens in the game there are time jumps um but they happen in a much slower and more more drawn out way in the show if you blinked and miss it you could be like oh they just took their jacket off i have no no idea that that uh that time has really changed it's it's you it's you can't escape it in the in the game and and you have it with you know say in the the in the games you have you know that there's the constant dialogue going on there's the growth is happening constantly the relationship is building in a way that feels so much more organic and natural <clears throat> despite going through largely the same trials and tribulations as they adapt in the show they just the timing doesn't feel right the pacing is wrong it doesn't you like your critique it feels like they get there too fast and that it's not yes. earned it's not earned. yes because part of it is there's so much buildup. there's so much tension in their relationship in the first like maybe six episodes so you know six episodes or so of of like high tension of like you know uh, her puns suck from her pun book or whatever you know you're a nuisance yada yada and then you're it's just family, like your cargo yeah exactly and then it's like all of a sudden it's just Vin like Diesel boom. sheds one single tear <laughs> yeah it, and boom all of a sudden you know you're the you're my daughter that i lost and you know there there's no in between like there there is no build up of I mean, they did just murder a religious cannibal cult together independently <laughs> but together i i think it's i think it's largely because of some of the decisions that they make in the middle of the of the show that you lose a lot of they, they choose to focus on things that i'll wait to get in further in specifics they choose to focus on other individuals that are good for world building in some senses and not in our and don't work for others but it's you lose track of joel and ellie who is really should be the focus here and to have that land you well, then, there's not exposition you've to made the dots. you've yeah you've made a sacrifice in the middle episodes where you're not focusing on them that it kind of it kind of loses you a little bit well um, and i think that's sam and henry you know is a perfect example of that in that you know you're supposed to see the growth of joel and ellie's relationship through sam and henry but there's not enough like juice there to to connect it i did know? i did see a behind the scenes thing where they were like where the was it craig mazin the other showrunner not neil Druckmann, was saying like he regretted cutting a bit of dialogue from one of the sam and henry henry episodes where where uh henry talks about like how he you know he still struggles uh and like it deals with with regret and the the pain of the choice that he made to trade it trade the life the lives of you know the resistance leaders and supporters for his brother and like yeah he would still make that decision and he like you know would is there to protect his 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 you know brother who is powerless in this situation but like you know that that still eats at him and how that was to be a reflection of the final decision that joel makes at the end you know it's a you know that he he robs the world of a future so that he can have his future with with this daughter that he has taken on. Um, so I think that's significant. But uh, Andrew, least favorite least favorite episode. I think I fucked us up. No, you're good. I think my least favorite is the uh, 
is the Sam and Henry episode probably. It's that one or there are it's two. There are two of them technically. Yes, you're right. You're right. The one, the so the one where they actually, it's the fifth episode, Endure and Survive. Yeah. Uh, where they actually try to like escape the city with Sam and Henry and it just didn't I don't know that one just didn't do much for me and then I I also I also think that the I'm kind of tied with that one and when uh and the the episode with with the cult uh I I really thought some of that was just not great unnecessary yeah and um just speaking to like where what you guys were talking about is what i think part of this problem is and that this they really did need at least one more episode of just joel and ellie like mm-hmm. traveling somewhere like just just going between two places something like well, that I think memory, we, didn't a lot. A, we didn't get the sewers at all did we no well, there's the we little never got bit. Any, there's yeah. the there's the little bit that they get that they kind of change the location a little bit with with uh, yeah with Sam and Henry. Like they part of their of that journey is when you go as sewers. sewers, yeah. But, it, they but yeah, even like twenty minutes, twenty minutes more of like the end scene of them like just traveling a bit. Well, if you, you just know, break that, it into like the game itself, if you look up the average time to. F- like play the game in its completion it's like 16 hours or something like that mm-hmm. uh for not the full story and so like not, but not too far off of what like if you if each of these episodes is an hour well know, that's what i'm saying yeah it's it, not the, a lot to the cut. show wasn't that much short it's not, not a lot to cut. <clears throat> all right matt most and least favorite most and least favorite so i diverge and my I actually enjoy the cult episode because I find uh, creepy religious cannibal cults fascinating and thought he was <laughs> same. A, he, he was a very good charismatic cult leader. For, yeah, I thought the uh, actor did a good job playing. Yeah. yeah, like it was a very well acted like, yes, you were right. It was disturbing, mm-hmm. but it was like uh, there were so many layers to it as it was uh, unfolding because I mean, they could just do a show on him, honestly, and I would watch. I just wanted it separated from that episode. You know what I mean? But uh, the reason it was my favorite episode was because it like marked a real turning point of uh, like for, for Ellie in particular, for how her journey has gone up to this point and like the things she's had to uh, put up with deal with. It's a reality check, right? You know, it's, yeah. I mean, this is the, the, the classic, you know, trope of of any you know zombie or monster related oh yeah there's always a humanity but it's humanity are the real monsters yeah humanity you know that's the that's the that's the thing always but you know till till that point you know she she hadn't really internalized that part of it even having like lost all these people that are close to her from the you know say from the the virus and from the you know the cordyceps and all that that you know it doesn't hit home until you know until then to see what it has she it's, it's more disturbing when you see a non-sick human being uh doing worse things than the fungus driven human being because as like david says you know it's like that the you know the quarter set is like 
you know, he didn't, he didn't see the light because of God. It was the cordyceps that taught him this, you know, it's like that they, they are, are love. is they are, you know, they're, they're doing what nature, you know, intends, right. You know, they're, they're not really malicious. They just are, you know, but, you know, for humanity that has the ability to reason and do all these things that, you know, they're making a choice to do, to, to live like this. I will say that, Matt, you bring up a good point. I, I think the Ellie character development in that episode was done well. And, I, you know, maybe I would have to rewatch it to truly say this. But I think if you, like, were to take all the other characters out and just focus on Ellie and her character development, they do a pretty good job of... I, I feel like she didn't have a big gap. You know, uh, she gets the treatment. Jump. She gets the treatment well. She gets the, yeah. the treatment well. I, it I does a good that, job that of displaying page. a bunch of different, like it uh, shows ingenuity. Uh, yeah, I think the whole series. I, but I felt, I felt that was... Pedro Pascal got kind of, uh, yeah, short shaft. He has the little, biggest a jump little, a little bit. He, think... he does everything off screen. Yeah, yeah. I think like when he's bleeding show, out as as the show went on, it it uh, he he got kind of left out. A little bit of yeah but i think that i mean you know, there's a reason well un- <laughs> coming up yeah there's a reason yeah i i think some of his underdevelopment and like the other characters that were thrown in there does um draw away from ellie's development though and, and not make it steam as you know uh well ellie done gets as it may be quite a well done dedicated episode uh, oh no i'm not saying that she doesn't but i think like you know at least in my you know um watching of it like I, it didn't stand out to me right away as much as like i think it it deserves to stand out so i, I think that it was pretty well done in terms of the dlc that's episode, a, though, like I'm a closet little, second favorite uh, and i'm a little upset how that episode did not have any of her in the the current time frame of what the of how the of what the dlc does you know the, how the dlc works is like you're you're going through these flashbacks if you're going through the the bit in the mall as this episode follows but then it's her you then you're also the real gameplay is her on her own trying to get the trying to get like uh, medicine and and other stuff for joel as he's as he's hurt it's like the the bit about it's even she's like trying to find like a suture kit that's like the main thing is she's trying to find a first aid kit i mean they and, play that up in the the show with the fact that like the end of the the dream sequence however you want to call it with ends with her grabbing a suture and viciously stitching yeah so uh what about your least favorite episode least favorite so this is where i agree with andrew on the fact that i think i thought the two episodes dedicated to the if you want to say the the sam and henry arc i think the second one was the weaker of the two uh fell the slowest to me I think we're I think we're largely going to be in agreement uh, on that. I might as well throw that of mine in as well. My my least favorite episode was probably actually four versus five. I think Sam and Henry were effective. I think they were good. I think the performances were good. I think that they serve the effective purpose of giving you an interesting foil for for yes. uh, Joel and Ellie. I think that they, that, that in the served. making him deaf was a cool. Uh... It's a nice, a like nice, a cool touch. thing for the payoff at the end. Yeah, a very nice touch. Um, I, however, my my problem 
is not with them. It was the focus on the other people. It was yes. the focus. It was the focus on the oh on the Kat, hunters on Kathleen and her Kathleen. resistance people. Yeah. It's oh, like yeah, it yeah. just really drags. Doesn't add anything particularly interesting. And then they just they die. They just get killed off. Like yeah. like you're in that first episode. You're just like, who is this lady? Why do I care about yep. her? And like Neil Druckmann in like the post like uh like the breakdown thing at the end of the episode is like. You know, it's like, I'm always fascinated by humanizing your villains or whatever. But this was an addition wholly, you know, to the show that didn't need to be there. I mean, you need it then to contextualize what this resistance movement was, which is not something that's really played. That's not a thing in the game. They're just looter. You know, they're just. Yeah. They're, 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 what do they call them? Uh, Hunters. Hunters or or raiders. Yeah. They call them raiders or something like that. They're just, they're just, you know, a. A band of of people there is no like organized effort to to well, that 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 brought down this qz in that way so like they need to to explain her position in order to understand and give that whole thing about you know again why why henry is you an don't. interesting foil for for joel but then they don't e- they don't even follow through with it because again like that part <clears throat> i just brought up how they cut the most interesting piece of the dialogue that would have made that comparison the most explicit and the most uh, impactful. So it just, it really dragged. I just like, do not care about these people. Like they spent so much time on them where it just, again, it, it takes away from time that could be spent on our main characters that could be spent on that's that, that precious time that, that Mike, that you're talking about for that character development that, it was always going to be a challenge to get to get that in and you sacrifice it for something that ultimately goes nowhere it's a it's a it's a loss for me i, I could have and absolutely I think... used a little more screen time of joel just opening uh random drawers and looking for <laughs> to oh you know i would love that Luton. yeah some Luton on screen Woo! but i i think that another like trope that hollywood tries to do a lot that when done well is extremely powerful and engaging and entertaining but when it's done due to like it is mostly it sucks and it's humanizing a villain that's something that takes time you can't just like you know we humanize them and that you know, say it and fucking like throw them the, the villain on the screen and think you're done like you know i, I that seems to be what they did with this they want to have like small hum- meaningless human interactions to like make you try to love this you know insignificant villain that Not does nothing them, for the at least story. Under, at least like, understand yeah. them yeah and it's like sympathize no no you need you need time for that you need to develop a relationship between the viewer and this villain they in need order to, have to more, do yeah, that more than just an episode and a half worth of screen time yeah. yeah reason dio brando is a good villain yeah spend so much time with him before, <laughs> before his foil absolutely true uh all right but so mike you already gave your your least favorite what about your most favorite episode well just for my least favorite i would also agree that four is definitely up there um or in your five as well i guess you know uh, I, I do think that those were um meaningless episodes uh it, you know, having seen the whole thing now. Um, I honestly don't know if I have like a a favorite. I thought, you know, uh, I think three, you know, like we said, is incredibly well done for many reasons outside of it being, you know, 
part of The Last of Us. I, I think just I, as a I piece blacked of out television. during parts of three. There was too much emotional feel. Yeah, same. <laughs> no, no, honestly, yeah. I, I blacked it out, but like remembered that it was can't feel, you know, can't it was feel the hurt anymore. Yeah. Just... Yeah. But no, I think like at you know, uh as a piece of TV, that that was a fantastic, you know, well done episode. Uh like I said, I I do enjoy in that time frame, uh you know, good character development to to drive a story. I can't, I can't reiterate enough how rare it is in today's day of television to get an, a, a singular episode that tells a complete story. Yes. That does not happen unless you're watching Star Trek and even most of new Star Trek does not do that. No, I, I, yeah, I think it's it's hard to do. It's hard to do it well. I, I, you know, I think they... That, the lost a great art piece of, of network television. television. Yeah. It, it, you know and it comes the closest to bordering on movie length well and that's what i'm saying that like hour and 15 hour and a half is a a good chunk of good time amount of to time tell to tell a, a story sto- exactly it is th- to keep the viewer engaged to like that's a good short know. story yes and, and i they they fucking i think they nailed it they absolutely anybody to anybody who says that they woke washed you know bill by making him you know gay in this you know the game the <laughs> he's game, gay in the game he's gay in the game the the the, the scene yeah they're jerking off the gay porn yeah, they changed all this but yeah, yeah the, the scene that in the in the car where they pull out of oh, bill's truck yeah. the 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 cummed together yeah, um, yeah. Play, play girl that's that's from the game that is directly yeah. from the game you know so 100 percent that is uh yeah that's 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 can that was always can always has been you give a note from frank to bill he reacts you pick it up because there's a trophy related to it yeah yeah <laughs> uh but yeah that so yeah people who 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 say that again just they th- those are just reactionaries who haven't actually played the game who don't you know that that's just what they do that's how they they get their jollies and, and even um, yeah, besides they, they, they weren't even mad about the right thing yeah. like we didn't get a, a scene of bill and joel pushing a, a truck <laughs> down uh, over to a hill while occasionally stopping to shoot clickers that conveniently wait uh, time yeah. intervals yeah i mean the other thing is in the game there's the letter from uh um, what's his name frank, uh frank. from frank to bill like you're supposed to says, you're supposed to let you're supposed to make me believe these two are just heterosexual life partners in the apocalypse yeah. and the one guy got f- like fed up with the other like no clearly they had a relationship yeah. I mean, like come so on let's, they, they let, were let's unpack something real quick. fucking and yeah yeah, yeah. reaming maybe, maybe <laughs> reaming people who are reading it that fucking. way maybe the people who are reading it that way and are like oh my god how could it possibly be that are deep down realizing that they too want to, you know, live in a bunker in the apocalypse with their best friend uh, <laughs> and are, are coming to terms with what that those feelings yeah, might in actually be. Totally, totally non gay way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. So, yeah, I mean, like, I think it goes without saying that three yeah. like stands is like just one of the, the top episodes. The only reason it's not my favorite of, episode is because I think uh, we get more Ellie development in, well, I mean, yeah, we don't get we don't get her and her and Joel. I mean, Joel is in yes. some of the flashbacks, yeah. but we don't get her until the very end of that episode. Um, so you don't get a whole, you don't really get anything there. But uh, it does so the much. It does so much for uh, world building, though. That episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the T scene. The T scene where where, where where he's just got the pistol. Uh, where yes. Bill's just got the pistol trained on Joel the whole time. 
Um, all right. Yeah. So, so I mean, that one is like stands well, kind of stands above and beyond as its own kind of thing. Um, but for me, I'm I think I, I may surprise you guys. My favorite episode was the first episode. Um, and it I is think a good a, first episode. Yeah. I think a lot of it yeah, has to, so a, a lot of it has to do with, you know, it was in two to a slightly lesser degree as well, but was the best in terms of adaptation. It made it was it, pretty it, much it made, pretty it made much changes there. and expansions when it needed it when it was called yeah. for. It like the whole yeah. bit of of lingering with the daughter in that first, you know, really focusing on there. That's a, that was a brilliant move. That was, yep. that was so important for then what it does for Joel. Um, well, or, was, like the, the subtle things of like the old lady's house before, before the big mm-hmm. bad actually happens. And like the, yeah. the subtleties that it's already like taking place. And exactly, exactly. And like, I, I do want to add one thing about that. Cause I, that one, that the first episode was actually my, is actually my second favorite. Like, I think I think if you want to ignore the standalone, that okay. would be my favorite, um, because I think the first episode does the best job of actually making you, the viewer feel tension and scared. Like there's no the the cannibals kind of scary, but like that first episode has some real like says the man not trapped in the cannibal cage. <laughs> yeah, I mean fair enough, but like it just that it it builds on the scared like tension that you feel i do feel in the game the world is ending well. the world is is yeah, ending. And like it with the addition really... of the the addition of the plane falling out of the sky yes you yeah. know is just such a clear like it's not something that you would have even necessarily thought of like if the world were to end in that kind of catastrophic way yeah how that would just that would happen that's a reality it's yeah, like shit someone would just be someone gets from infected the sky on the plane everywhere yeah. You know, like this, like you know how many planes are in the air at any one time. Oh my god! Um, no, the tension know. was definitely high in that episode. And, and I will say, having never played the game, coming into this, I expected more horror. Um, I was I pleasantly surprised. The game as well that I went into the yeah. game expecting more horror than I've received so far. As much as I've got hide behind thing and slowly make my way around shiving people to death. But, but the, I the, the, honestly thought that the just this one thing that the um the fungus that some you know when especially when they're like sprayed up against the wall I mm-hmm. thought it was like the it looked beautiful you know like I think that's weird but like they have you I don't seen know, they the did a good job with like the annihilation shit. Mm-hmm. I have not it's a good one it's got something similar to it and it's a, supposed to be like an otherworldly surreal uh type image cosmic horror. But this episode was also just clearly the best in terms of adaptation. Like I said, it made changes where it was necessary and where it added to cinematic quality and all that. But then not only dialogue, because we get in other episodes, plenty of dialogue that's ripped right from the game. A lot of like the major the major scenes and like the, the real pivotal character moments. But there's so many visuals that are like shot for shot recreations. Like, you know, yeah. you see like when they're just driving, when they're driving through town as things are falling apart and seeing the house burning down and the the people on the side of the road begging for you to take them with you yes. and the cars crashing in and, and all the shit. It's like literally shot for shot the same. And it's done in a way that is just is super effective. And like they just they make these changes. For me, it was like, again, those episodes were were are put into stark contrast with the so it's like one and two to contrasting to four and five 
where they both make significant changes in places to the game from the game in terms of its ad- quality as an adaptation. But the one the changes that they make in episodes four and five just do not add enough to the world building to justify themselves, and they just drag away from the actual uh, what should be the driving force of the of our attention. And it just uh, it was it was unfortunate that that happens. You know, basically directly in the middle of the of the of the show where you want momentum just to keep going. So, and particularly four coming off the heights of episode three, that was. Now, that was probably a reason why it was uh, seemed like a letdown because three was so good. It's like, how could you follow that kind of thing? But I don't know. So we've kind of touched on all, all, a lot of these things. But um, for those of us who have played the game overall, how do we think this works as an adaptation? And we'll give our final rating at the end, both as the show and as an adaptation. But how do you think, did they succeed in adapting I, I would, I'll, I'll jump in. I, I would say yes. I mean, I, I think they fairly successfully adapted, you know, the main, the main aspects of the game. I don't think the character development is nearly as strong, particularly with Joel. I think you guys are both are all spot on about that. Ellie's character development is definitely a little bit better um, to made maybe definitely significantly better, but uh, all in all, I felt like it's a pretty solid adaptation and, and got to be up there for me on the list of video game adaptations. There is, I do have my gripes, and one of them is there is not enough zombies. They they pushed way 100%. too hard 100%. against. It's about how the humans are bad and cut cut so much out in terms of zombies. Like the fact that there's really it's like the first episode, and then oh, the bloaters. the episode no, they have, where they have, the they, blo- they have the bloater that that's in the. In episode five, where Kathleen yeah, and all her—that's what that was. Her, that thing was fuckers, fucking yes. awesome. They die. That thing they was die dope. from. They die from uh, the bloater and all its. We needed like five more thing. of those. I mean, there yeah. are about there are about three or four different encounters with bloaters in the game. One of the first ones being in the the gym that Bill takes yes. you to. Um, that we obviously don't get, but that was fine for me. People were like like complaining about in that episode it's like oh like you know like how like you know you're you're failing in the adaptations like i want to see those those scenes and like you know the the, those pieces and i'm like to me i'm like looking for the battery and not finding it well i'm just like i'm just like you know like people like oh they're not adapting gameplay you know they're not doing all all that kind of shit and be like man do you not realize how boring that would get yeah i was about i was about to do a a as a passive viewer like, like how can you say it's a good adaptation when there's no uh, blatantly gun laying there that Joel picks <laughs> up and then brings over to a workbench that is just sitting there and completely disassembles and polishes? And... I do wish there was at least one scene where he comes across uh, a workbench. That would have been that would have been nice. But uh... just like raises an eyebrow to it and walks away. That that would have been even better than yeah. But like people are like, oh yeah, like you know, I want to see all these scenes of you know like creeping through all these things. Like, do you not realize how boring that would be? You know, like it makes you kind of almost think about the game. It's like, yeah, that would be bo- that is almost boring in the game, except you're the one doing it. You know, yeah. like you are an active participant in terms of the game. To see that done shot for shot in a, in a passive form of entertainment would be mind-numbingly boring. Well, yeah, you're also signing up when you're playing a stealth game to know that you're going to be sitting and watching uh, patrol routes of enemies 
so that you can, you know, throw a bottle in a corner to get one to uh, isolate away so you can, you know, put them to sleep. Hmm. No, I think that's, that's absolutely right. right. And that's how I feel. I mean, those parts of the, that, that part of the game is one of my least favorite parts of the game. It is, it is, in my opinion, one of the more boring parts. Like, I don't care to see that adapted. We also didn't get Joel carrying like a fucking uh, like a military arms bag <laughs> filled with seven different guns and and uh, you know and a bow and arrow. He, he didn't kill a single person with a brick. True, Doc, Doctor Point. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think it largely yes yeah, succeeded in terms of its adaptation. I think it told the story that, you know in a compelling way. I. I just the it comes back to my main criticism where it fails in terms of its adaptation is the pacing just the 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 pacing of the game is truly exceptional like you those the building of the relationship feels so so natural and so well earned and you get that through the the con the you know the constant back and forth between them as as Ellie is breaking down Joel's, you know, gruff exterior and the time jumps are played in a much more meaningful and impactful way in the game where I said it before, it's like in the show, you could just like blink and you didn't realize that they have, you know, that they've changed climates, that they have, they've progressed a significant Gone through five states. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you only have to listen now. to Joel say it been like, it's been months. And like, if you miss that line you for anything. completely miss it. Whereas you cannot avoid it in the game because you've been, you know, eyes glued to this zone for the past, you know, three or four hours. And now it's like, okay. And because they also do specific things where big you know, black fade, screens three yeah, months fades, later fades to black. There's, you know, an obvious thing, you know, geography has changed, you know, the, uh, the time of year has changed their clothing changes in obvious ways. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so much more present that even those type of tricks work better in the in the in the game and does in the show so i think that's that's always going to be you know a struggle but i think on the whole it is largely successful um so mike as a as purely just viewing it as a television show how does it how do you think it stands up just as a piece of media like that i thought it was good tv i mean i i think i've made my complaints heard you know just that general uh style of uh storytelling through you know character development like that tends to fall apart um and, and then you know the the story at times falls apart i think it was harder for the overall story to fall apart here um it, you know i i think that game of thrones was a, a huge example of like trying to use character development to drive a story that worked in its original medium the books you know the games here for last of us that just falls apart when it, hbo does a show and it you know it, they do a really good job at adapting the beginning and then you know by the end it's you know like that meme of the perfectly drawn horse and you know by the end right. season it's you know season figure. whatever yeah exactly and and i i think that you know hbo does tend to do that with some of their um, higher drama and I, I do you know not all prestige tv in general and I think Ben you, you know you're pointing out that this has been a uh, 
you know, like a concerted effort almost to, you know, uh, have storytelling done this way. Um, and so, you know, I, I think they do a really good job of engaging you at the, in the front end and then having it kind of tail off, but the media hype around it kind of, you know, tricking your brain that, you know, it, you have to watch it. It's going to be good. You're going to have FOMO if you miss out. Um, so I, I think this definitely, um, has some of that there, but overall, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good TV. I thought that, you know, the high moments were really high. Um, and I don't think the lows were too low. Uh, and like we said, episode three, was just a, a masterpiece. I just, I do, I do feel like that my, my viewing of it is <laughs> undoubtedly colored by the experience of playing the game. I feel like I, it's weird i guess it's in it goes both ways right you know in a lot of ways i think i'm more forgiving in certain certain circumstances uh and think like wow this is so good they're doing such a good job of you know translating the the story from the game here but then like the criticisms that i have of okay the story was told better in the in its original form you know like this is a, mm -hmm. a, a poor man's imitation uh, so that's 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 it's complicated any adaptation like this is going to be tricky um you just had the uh the same criticisms that people usually give to book movie slash shows yeah so it's it's interesting um that just means video games equal books now <laughs> hell yeah uh all right so transitive property before we get to our final ratings i want to take you guys through what like my my central theses on what the show's politics are um again as much as any piece of of liberal hollywood media can espouse, yeah can espouse leftist ideals i think this is a this goes pretty pretty far to the left in a lot of ways yeah. that i've seen i mean there is the 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 memed bit that was you know i i i reposted those on our on our twitter account it was so good just the bit where where uh joel's brother tommy like realizes that he you know as a good old southern boy that he's a communist and you know like <laughs> that that uh that you know they're just she's explicit like you know this is a commune we're communists uh you know i think which is weird coming only... from an xda and, very true, and very the true. only <laughs> yeah. functioning only truly functioning yeah, society and, and that's yeah. that's that's the point that i that i want to get to is that the <laughs> the show um and the game obviously as well um but we're focusing on the show the show shows us three ways of quote unquote surviving the apocalypse there are three paths you can choose so the first is obviously living in a uh you know in a police state a a fascist police state um you know where the military runs everything you're literally you know doing indentured servitude um you know in order to and you know scraping by there's you know say it's it's a real shitty way to live the you know the people there are barely better off than than you are in uh you know just that that then the the zombies you know like life is is hardly worth worth living in that scenario then you get the kind of the middle ground but you it's it's more clear in the in the in the game but then you get you get like the libertarian isolationist fantasy you get with bill yes and and how he's doing pretty well for himself he's doing pretty well technically 
yeah. the show the show elides this <clears throat> more because he and, and I but I think this is what makes the point in the in the game Bill is incredible. He's unhappy. miserable. He is yeah. unhappy. He is miserable. It, it it is also no way to live. If you actually look at he is he like you know is is he's running out of food supplies. He is you know he's pulled up. He's he's all by himself and he's slowly going crazy. You know like he is a parent. He is he is truly a paranoid schizophrenic in the in the game. Yes. Um, but then he's also in alive. the yeah. But then in the in in the show you get the the slight difference which is what bridges the gap to the final the final which is the the point that they make is that it get you that yes that communism is the only way that you can actually you know say survive the post apocalypse that is brought upon by the following survive capitalism. and thrive yeah but that that's that basically that he's only able to live a fulfilled way by uh exposing himself to love that that that's uh, opening himself up and and accepting vulnerability to others is the is the only way to survive, um, is the in, in the only way to thrive, um, and so then that that then brings us to our the third way that they show is the is the actual way to 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 live and to rebuild any sense of society from <clears throat> from uh, from from this post-apocalypse and it is communism and so people are like oh but then you have like the group that represented by by david and the cannibals and all that how are they they're how are they well, yes the, similar the from, religious extremist cannibal cult they say they're they Religious are they, they are a hi, they're a hierarchy they are a strict hierarchy david as that is at the top he is the leader as he always yeah. says you know His like they he is yeah he is he is father so like it is it is nowhere near the same whereas uh i forget there's the a council the character's name is but yeah it's like it yeah. is it is a rotating democratically elected uh you know community shared uh you know say power is diffused amongst the people um you know communal you know ownership who had that? Of, of land and property and all that and and they it, it both in the game and the in the show this community is the only bastion of peace and prosperity and anything that you will ever find in this unit in in this world that's yeah. my spiel and by far it's the and it's the only place that you would ever want to potentially live in of all of the others that you're shown you know how a similar rotating council like that <laughs> Me, uh, medieval renaissance florence and then it became a duchy. Those guys, those, god, those goddamn Medici's. Yeah, the fucking Medi- Medici's. God damn it, These bastards! Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's my spiel. That this, you know, that basically that they're like, yeah, it's communism, brothers. That's the only way. <laughs> I, saw I wish some, that they totally harped agree. on it a little more, or like you know, had. had I mean, they a, they, they did do more. they did do a little bit of backtracking with I think it was after the fact where where uh ellie's asking joel like uh you know what was it like you know beforehand and he's basically like there were two types of people those yeah. who those who yes. wanted a few people to own everything and those who wanted nobody to own anything yeah they like, fell well, into were... the right wing trap of yeah you it's know, like well, uh, where communism is a poverty cult yeah so it's like <laughs> well where were, where were you it's like oh, i didn't i didn't subscribe to any of that bullshit i was just a contractor i just did uh, my job yeah. Till the Mexicans took it from me. 
<laughs> which is funny because Pedro Pascal is is himself. I, I believe he is Mexican. <laughs> I think he's Chilean. Is he? Yeah, I think he's Chilean too, and that's why he has good politics. Yeah, you're right. Chilean born. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, I can conf- for some reason I confuse him and Diego Luna a bunch of times. No, you were just doing a racism. Yeah. <laughs> All the Mexicans, they all the same, the same to me. <laughs> uh, Jose, yeah. Jesus, they're all the same. Uh, so that's 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 my that's my spiel. All right, uh, time for our rankings. For if you got to give it a number, one out of ten. Going to only a single decimal point, if you must. Yes, a single decimal point, and it's two separate rankings, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Adaptation and show. Do we have the others written down? Uh, I mean, they're saved in posterity <laughs> in, in the recording, but no. I, I know they're going to be lower than what we land on for this. So We've only done it for Doom, and then we retroactively yeah, did we retroactively it did for Uncharted. Uncharted in the Doom episode. Yeah. yeah. I'll start us off for this one. Start um, with start with uh, as a show. Then yeah, well, I can't really do adaptation. That's true. So I'm just you, gonna you, only you do can, the show. You can vote NA. Yeah, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll uh, vote present. On yeah, the, yeah. Uh, <laughs> On yeah. the the game adaptation, but on a show, I, I'm between like I, I'm gonna go eight point five. I, I I enjoyed the time that I watched it. It's something right, that I think I could watch again. And say so we'll go around the horn doing the one the one version, then the X. That okay. way I can I can actually keep track of them and come up with our, our average. Okay. So who's next? uh I'll I'll jump in. I'm because I'm speaking, but uh as a show, I, I'm I'm not far off you, Mike. I, I give this uh I'm gonna go slightly lower, but not much. I'm gonna go like an eight point three. An 8.0 doesn't feel right to me, and an 8.5 doesn't feel quite right either. So I'm gonna find the middle ground. Is this my heel moment? Seven point seven. Okay. I think, I think it's that's fair. I think it's a serviceable show with high points and low points. That uh, doo doo pacing problems has a forgettable middle section. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be right along in those those comments, basically right out of my mouth. But I'm going to give it a seven point nine. I do not think it it hits the the heights of an of an eight, uh, but it's better than most shit that I've watched recently. Yeah, so. I, th- I think yeah. it does. That's what got me the eight point five. Of an eight, but I think its bottoms fall into the six. Which right, right, I mean, right, right. If, if you're taking it at, as the as a full complete, I've been watching point. a lot of uh, Jersey Shore, so you know, my <laughs> my brain's broken. Validate your vote. No, 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 no. That's 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 high. Are the cabs here? Right there. That 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 cabs it. That gives us an average of eight point one, which I think is feels fair, totally fair and viable. Uh, All right, I'm fine with that. So it's just the three of us then, as an adaptation. What are we thinking? I'm going to go to the eight five for adaptation. I I do think this is a, a pretty successful adaptation, and. Seeing as most of them, I absolutely can't stand uh, the fact that I truly did enjoy most of this um, and felt like it captured, you know, the essence of the game and everything we had talked about. I, I think 8.5 is fair. I'm not ready to go to the nine for this, but 8.5.
Matt, I'll go at? next. Um, I agree that I couldn't go nine. Um, I think the inclusion of how fleshed out they made the uh, whatever we want to call them, the Raiders, the Hunters, the group in that city during the uh, Sam and Henry episodes. Uh, I think that by itself uh, drops it below being able to receive a nine as an adaptation. I thought that was very unnecessarily added in and tacked on just uh, to run out time more or less. Mm. Uh, I would, I'll, I'm just going to give it a solid 8.0. I haven't finished yet, so I can't, uh, can't divulge too far. You know, I'm only around 60% done with the game. But I've definitely had the reverse moments where I've been playing the game and then I like point at the screen and go, wait, that's from the show. <laughs> um, I I want to say that I give it a, uh, it almost hits the nine for me in terms of the adaptation. There's so much in the early episodes that really do a lot of heavy lifting for mm. me that they get away from as it goes on. And yes. like, it's, it's largely just becomes those core scenes are the same i will say though however they essentially recreated the the steakhouse from the cult episode entirely accurately you know that was like uh that one was really you know again visually they did a whole lot so i'm gonna go 8.7 so so we've got 8.5 8 and 8.7 which gives us a grand total of 25.2 for an average of 8.4 yeah that's acceptable one thing i you know obviously i can't speak to the game itself but one thing i did notice in the first episode is the uh, that i appreciated as like an adaptation of a video game was some of the shots that they had the the camera angles made it you know feel like the few scenes i had seen of you know joel crawling through the uh uh you know whatever thing he's sneaking through um or you know like climbing over shit they had like the uh third person camera angle you would see in a video game i thought it was cool just reminding me better done than to lower my adaptation score not enough garage door opening (laughs) (laughs) i do so ben as the only other person that's completed the game and correct me if i'm wrong but i believe in the final scene well the the final chapter uh the fireflies tell Joel that they had tried to do something similar with other there's people and that it logs. failed. Right? There's there's something that that does tell you that in the game. Is that am I misremembering? I don't, I don't remember that. That they that they've I, I've read they've in a summary that before. there are audio logs you can find that insinuate they've tried and failed before. Well, yeah, hear, okay, that's what I remember. Audio, you hear audio logs of well, them that they, they've been trying to do a cure forever, but like I don't think you that they hear have that anybody... in the first episode too. Yeah, I don't think that they. Okay. I don't remember that seeing anything that episode. they had that, that <clears throat> there were other people in the similar situation. Like that, Ellie was the is and was always the only person who ever showed any level of immunity. Um, so, in the, I think the other ones were on regularly infected people, but it's still. Yeah, so that it's not the same, and it doesn't it does not count. But like. Uh, all right, so uh, but that yeah, that's final thoughts. Though we'll say we don't need to debate it, but uh, just just to to throw our hats in the ring, was Joel was Joel right or wrong? Yes, he was right. I'm totally I'm totally on board with Joel's decision. 
Well, see, see, for me, it's Joel's. Joel's wrong. It's always wrong. He's he he's doomed the world. It's whatever. But that that's what that's what makes the story beautiful. That's what is. That's what makes a human. Humans rarely do the right thing. Almost never. And he never. did the right thing. Like you know, it's a selfish decision, but he he does the right thing for himself. And it's but it's, so it's the reality that like obviously the, he's doomed the world. Ellie wouldn't want him to do it. It's a selfish decision. He uh, he he made the choice for her. So it's like, no, I think he I think it's always that Which, he's wrong, and that it's pretty clear that he is wrong, and uh, he I think is condemned for it. He is a bad man. You know, he always has been. You know, say so basically he always has yeah, been. He's not a good guy. Um, he is not a good guy, and he his future is doomed because of it. There, there, just one more thing to point out. There was another, um, like, they didn't do a good job of really connecting it, but at this point that he made the decision for her in the end, there is that moment where uh, he, they're leaving the, the communist commune and he gives her the choice. He goes, he says to her, like, you know, you should have the choice who you go with. She immediately chooses uh, to go with Joel instead of Tommy. Um, you know, so letting her have the choice there but then ultimately taking that choice, choice away from game. her <clears throat> i mean that is not a, that is not a real choice at the end though it's like you know that's that's that is a effectively a scripted thing well yeah but like that yeah it's just not how the game even plays the, the tommy out. thing yeah so a quick thing did you guys note yeah. the did you guys note the special cameos throughout the throughout the season yes Absolutely. ashley johnson was the mother so ashley johnson was the mother um uh fuck why am i blanking troy baker troy baker was the right hand man of the of david um but then you get uh jeffrey pierce who was the voice actor for tommy he is he's the right hand man for kathleen in the the shitty episodes oh i missed that one the dude with the long hair jeffrey pierce Um, you mean speedy uh (laughs) no uh and then uh this one is like a blink and you'll miss it type of thing, but Laura Bailey was one of the nurses in that final scene. Oh, that's fun. From like Critical Role. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she's, she's well, also. She, I mean, so is Abby. Ashley Johnson, but yeah, she plays. She voices oh. Abby in the sequel. Um, yeah, no, she's there. They are both. I mean, everyone on Critical Role are pro, are prolific voice actors. Yes, um, but she's in probably, particular she's Ashley probably, Johnson and Laura Bailey and Laura are in yeah, probably the most prolific. So, uh, yeah. Well, uh, Matt Mercer's yeah. also my, uh, my everything. Um, I didn't get to throw my hat in the ring on my feelings on the last episode, but uh, you're what you had said uh, regarding you know like no, it's not the right choice, but you know like people aren't perfect. Reminded me of a quote that I've always enjoyed from a, a you know a, a great uh, documentary known as Men in Black. <laughs> um, where i only have uh, memories of men in black too T- tommy lee jones Boy is sitting there and he grand. says uh, a person is smart people are dumb panicky dangerous animals and you know it yep it's a good and, one uh, th- this show kind of the show in particular emphasizes that um i think joel did make a selfish decision but it's a decision that in the moment, if you put yourself in those shoes, is in, almost impossible not to make. Right. Right. Yeah. As I said, like, because even in, like, in his position, if he fails, at least he correct. tried. Yeah. You know? 
I think that is a good place to end it. Um, this was a good one. I'm excited to see what they do for season two, and and am oh man, I'm so excited for the Discord. I'm not going to be able so to handle excited. it. I'm going to have to internet purge while it's airing. It's going to be so fun. The internet is going to be such a great place to be when that happens. Um, so stay tuned for when that eventually drops. Uh, that will be a fun one. Uh, but till then, you can catch us live at twitch.tv slash campaign comrades. Uh, if you want to join the discussion, uh, it's the best way to do it. Uh, we would really appreciate your support. Keep your eyes peeled to the YouTube channel. I'm almost done editing the our first uh, long form uh, YouTube video coming out. Uh, this will it'll happen obviously before the podcast is released, but doing some streaming on YouTube as well. Mike is doing a a, a Pokemon release stream. This uh, listening this, to this, this on launch, it happened yesterday. Pokemon giveaway. You know yeah, you missed, if you know you missed, a friend it. with a time machine, you can go back for it. Yeah, but maybe there'll be more in the future. So uh, watch this space, as they say. Hit those bells, hit those subscribe buttons, do all the things. If you're we listening on Apple, leave us a review. Yeah, we love you very much. Uh, we will see you in the future. Uh, good night and good gaming to you. Bye bye. Okay.